Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, guys? You're now tuned in to the Perfectionist season finale after show. Ava's dad is back. Unfortunately, we still don't know who the killer is, but we have a special guest. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz What's up, guys? We are back with the season finale after show. So sad. But we have a jam-packed show for you guys. And also, we have a special guest. We're so excited. We're kind of upset with his character right now on the show, <laughs> but we're so happy to have him here. Let's welcome Philip Freeze. thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. So excited. This is actually the perfect episode to have you here. It all worked out. It all worked out. Um, But again, guys, we're so excited to dive in and talk about this episode. It was crazy. Um, But before we get into it, let me introduce my lovely co-host. We have Shay. Hey, guys. This season finale was crazy. Crazy. And we also have Alice. Hey, guys. Don't worry. I think there's going to be a season two, so... No, no crying. Yeah, no worries. We're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> have a season two. But okay, let's go ahead and get into some overall thoughts. What did you guys think? <laughs> what were your feelings? Just put it out there. Overall thoughts. It was a great season finale with the cliffhanger of who the heck is the professor. And if I was Ava, I would get my money back from Dana. I would figure out how to do it. I'm just, I'm still upset right now, guys, about that money situation. I really am. <laughs> like, I need, I have questions. <laughs> so hardcore. So you're I, saying you wouldn't have given back the money? N- no, not that money. The one that Dana took. Yeah, yeah. So Dana has my money that I needed for my school, and she's not turning in. So I would figure out how to get my money back. I would leave Dana with a couple cash. For your time, thank you. Here's two thousand dollars. <laughs> Where don't get my money? Buy a pair of shoes. I'll buy. Right? You, I'll buy you some like Louis Vuittons, some Jimmy Choo's. Just give me my money back. Yeah, right. <laughs> like you're not turning it in. You're not turning me in. So I'm still upset. Alice, how how did you feel? Oh gosh, well it was like it was almost like the episode nine was like the season finale, and this was like the beginning of the next season. Yeah, you know? I got That's that kind too. of how it felt. Um, so many things happened, and it was like, oh cool, everyone's happy, like everyone's in their little groups. You've got like Zava's going to New York. I was like, yes, it's gonna be <laughs> awesome. Like no one's gonna leave. It'll be great. And then it was like, turn for the worse. The professor, you're all being watched. And you're all going to go to jail or die. <laughs> yeah. It was, I mean, I I just, I wasn't surprised. We knew this was going to happen. We knew it was going to be crazy. We knew we were going to be led on. And, you know, nothing just ever goes right. Like, we knew that. But it was a crazy twist and turn through all of it. I definitely, you know, I'm happy that Dana is finally not the god of Beacon Heights. Like, finally we shut her down. That I think that was the best moment of the whole episode to me. Just realizing that Claire had finally broke her alliance with her and we're done with Dana. I think mine kind of. was Mona reminding you I'm, I'm Mona Vanderwall and I'm not leaving. That was good, Like, too. are you jealous? 
Yeah. Like, the, the boy you wanted, really. Really, ma'am. Oh, okay, we'll get into that. Let's go <laughs> <slow down. laughs> um, But, okay, so, yeah, let's go ahead and get into our first um, topic. Let's talk about the invis- investigation scene. Um... Claire surprisingly apologized to the group. Um, she pretty much made it known that she was wrong and she's happy that they found the killer, quote unquote. And like she looks at Dana like I was misled and like immediately looks at Dana. That was my favorite part. How did you guys feel about that whole situation? I mean, it was nice, like to see, like you said, to see the allegiance broken. But I, I'm not gonna say I was unsatisfied because I wasn't, but I was only because. Even though now Dana's gone, we still have Claire to deal with. Because Claire is technically the god. True. Of Beacon Heights. So now one problem is solved. I still have another. I was surprised even just how the episode started and they just were like so candidly talking to Dana, like not really mad anymore. Like, here you go, here's all the evidence and you know, yeah, it was Jeremy the whole time, he's the killer. Yeah. Like just super nonchalant, like no but grudges I, anymore. I was like, What? More just like, Thank you so much for trying to bring us apart. You brought us closer together. Like a, that te- was like a teaching moment. <laughs> but it was and the whole time I was watching this episode, I was kind of thinking back on what Norman was telling us last week about like how it's not supposed to be straight to the point you're not supposed to get it we know that it's kind of like a quirky kind of thing but it's all about the emotion and I think that definitely reflected in this episode and he also directed this episode so shout out to you um but um yeah I thought that scene was I agree like it was just like oh we're best friends now whatever here's the information and Jeremy's (laughs) the killer boom deuces like I thought it was super funny um I know you weren't in that seat, but was it cool to watch or just oh, be yeah, a part I thought, of it? I thought they were all vindicated. I think that's why it was they were in a certain mood at the beginning of that episode. Mm-hmm. Is they like, well, here you go, look, Dana. Mm-hmm. Dana didn't, uh, she didn't do her job. We are innocent. You've been chasing the wrong guys. You know, it was Jeremy. Game over. Or was it? Or was it? Or was it? Was it? <laughs> yeah, it's, but that scene was, it was great. It was great. But before we go ahead and get into our next topic, we'd love to share how you guys can stay connected. Alice, would you like to take it away? I sure would. Hey, guys, yes. Um, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for making us the ESPN of Talk TV. And we actually need your help so that we can continue to grow. If you're on YouTube right now watching, which I know a lot of you are because I see you in the chat and we're going to talk to you in a few, I want to urge you to hit that thumbs up button and hit that subscribe button. And if you're on iTunes right now, please give us a five-star rating. Uh, We love to see what you guys think of our shows, and we love it when you guys comment, too. So make sure you do that and get involved in the conversation, whatever platform you're on. Being part of AfterBuzz TV has been such a joy for me these last two years, and I've gotten to do lots of other fun hosting jobs because of it. So I appreciate all of your guys' support in helping us do what we love. And don't forget to tell your friends and um, enjoy the rest of our shows. Yes, again, thank you guys. We appreciate you guys. If, if it wasn't for you guys, we couldn't be here. And cool. unfortunately, we're having, you know, a little spill, but yeah. it's cool. <laughs> so we're too many drinks. Take two. It's okay. It's chaotic, just like how this last episode was for us. <laughs> we're we're going to keep one, though. <laughs> yes, but um, I kind of, before we get into the next topic, actually, I kind of wanted to tap into, like, how things are kind of falling into place for everyone, kind of. Um, we saw how, you know, Ava got her internship. We were so worried about that. 
Yeah. Well, we. I don't think we, she hasn't really she officially confirmed it. But yeah, did she not? I don't think we, we don't have official confirmation so much as the well, fact that she, the lady from Vogue says uh, your material. Material. Yeah. So I feel like that puts her definitely ahead than most of the candidates. Right. Yeah. Well, she's doing better than before. We, you know, we True. saw her have her breakdown when she was, you know, applying. She was going through her drinking phase and all of that and struggling to get the application in. So it's good to see that she finally is a little step closer to what she wanted. Um, and then also, you know, Zach, her push helped him. Um, Caitlyn is now doesn't have to move to D.C. Um, it, it was just a lot of good things happening. It all kind of went downward. But what were you guys' thoughts? Did you guys expect it to go for a good semi-turn? or? I mean, I was hopeful. <laughs> I mean, the... Like me, also talking. The thing with Claire Mason, I did not see coming. I was, I can actually say, I was oh, only surprised by that. But it makes a lot of sense. But now I really, but with that information of what happened to Mason and Claire, I want to be like, is it just because she wants him to be another Nolan, another Sun figure, or she wants to date him? I like, I have like, like now a lot of questions for Claire. Hmm. Yeah, I mean. Claire likes young boys, so that's nice. Um, <laughs> that does not sound okay. I mean, he is 18. They're in college. So. I know, and she's, she's like, like in her 50s, so, right. I mean, or, you know, like, maybe like, late I was like, 40s. I would say mid-40s. Maybe, yeah, mid-40s, she late like, 40s. Give her, she looks she, good, but, give her credit. I mean, if she's going to get on Mona's case, I mean. Right, that is so talk. true. Like, how how dare you, know? you? You slept with him, and you run BH. Also, she's got some weird, you know, psychological things going on herself, because see, episode one, it was like, we're bringing Allison because she's like Taylor's doppelganger, you know. Right. And then now I'm sleeping with 18 year olds that you know right. were best friends with my son. Really, so. you know, <laughs> what's going on up there? I don't know. Yeah, fingers crossed. If there is a season two, I believe there will be one. I hope so. Um, but I want to kind of dive more into Claire because she's kind of been a mystery this whole episode. I, I've constantly, you know, expressed my feelings towards her. I felt like she wasn't, you know, mourning the deaths, and she kind of just been all over the place to me, so I'm excited to see something with Claire. We need to know her backstory. The entire scene between Mona and Claire was everything, because as, you know, how Mona held herself, but then as soon as Claire got up, she's kind of, she backed away. <laughs> that was just a moment. We're just like, okay, Claire, I know you kind of, you're still powerful, but I'm just, you know, I'm gonna have some space just in case you try to attack me right now. Because <laughs> I really feel like if there was a fight, I think Mona would win. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. she's young and she's scrappy. Mona crazy. And we yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, I love that we finally got to see a flaw from Claire, though. I don't know, have we seen that yet? Like, we finally saw. She's a flawed mother. I mean, yeah, I guess. But we finally have something on her. Like, she yeah. was sleeping with Mason. I thought that was pretty interesting. That's true. We now have, like, a. Because everyone, everyone in the show has something that like could potentially get them in trouble outside of their right. realm, and now we have something. On now her. we finally That's the have first something time we on have, her. Like, so a big, yeah, yeah, that was great. <laughs> but okay, let's talk about the craziest thing. Well, it wasn't the craziest thing, but one of the craziest things that happened: Ava's dad's return, who just so happens to be in the studio with us. <laughs> well, the person who plays Ava's dad. Okay. Reactions on all of this. Feel free to chime in on your reactions on your role. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm all is. (laughs) I was so angry. So angry. Dad, how could you use your your daughter? Like, I just knew he... Why are you looking at me? She's talking. (laughs) I just knew that, you know, um, he was coming back to, you know, be there for her. Like, you know, finally, you know, she's been missing him for so long just to find out it was really a motive behind it. He didn't 
Well, I feel like he maybe necessarily cared, but cares about the the money more. Yeah, it messed me up. What were you guys' thoughts on that? It was really messed up. I was really angry at you, only because, because <laughs> at you at his character at his character, like not exactly. as him as a person. He's really nice, um, but his character, however, because she's been sh- dealing with your mess, mm-hmm. unfortunately, and. He's like, 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 you, you love, mom was supposed to have run away, like, just left her. Now we found out that you're actually together in a small town somewhere. Change your names. Living great. I just wish that your character had at some point told Ava where they were. I think she, well, I was trying to protect her. I thought you guys were in Europe, like. Well, we had a little, probably had a little time in Europe. But how much money he took? I got a lot of money. And we've changed our name, so the sky's the limit. I think I'm protecting, I think I was protecting my daughter. I am protecting my daughter by telling her not, you know, by not telling her where I am right now. You know, so when the, those that come knocking, asking those kind of questions, she... She can't respond. She can't respond, so I'm protecting her. But now a year's gone by and you need more money, so... That's one way of looking at it. When you play a character, <laughs> you always have to find the, you know, the good. You have to, you, have yeah. to, you, but, you find, the, and for me, I'm protecting my daughter. I'm coming back to, I think when he, when Michael genuinely, he genuinely asked, come back, come with us now. Come with me and mom and let's start a new life together. I think he's totally genuine about that. I don't disagree. I really, no, I, I feel like moments of your character are very genuine. Mm-hmm. It's but, complicated. But, but and I know because you like, got a so, bag of cash. You got a, a lot right. of money. Fifty nine million dollars and some change, guys. <clears throat> that was a great perspective because I was, like I said, I was upset. Like he just wanted that money. He didn't care. Then he tried to sprinkle in, "Oh, come move with us." But it makes sense. And when you think of it that way, it does make sense. Right now, it seems like he may be the bad guy, but sometimes you have to be that person, you know, until you figure out that overall picture. Yeah. So. I mean, I guess my my heart is satisfied <laughs> now. What are the people saying in the chat? Because I oh know gosh. everyone was going crazy before we even started. Everyone was just like, "I can't believe I was dead." A lot of people were saying <laughs> they were hoping um, you were innocent. Um, gosh, there's like I am. So, am I not? Why does he need to have more money until proven otherwise? I think a lot of people were wondering why you need more money. Well, you know, everyone's also saying. <laughs> That they love protozoa. Yeah. Yes. They think you live in Rosewood. I think I live close by. I mean, you know, the fact that I come back, I ask, I ask my daughter for the money. She's willing to give it to me. I also tell her that a package is going to arrive, and we know what's in that package is that notebook that has all of my clients' information, their bank details, and all of that stuff. So she's a conduit. And yes, it's a big, you know, web of deception and deceit. And, uh, but I genuinely think that Michael is trying to get himself out of this mess that he's in. And he does say that. He does say that, I, you know, I am responsible for this. So his methods may be a little bizarre, but let's wait and see. It's, you know, well, also, we haven't now seen that what, Ava's got the money in her hands, she might, you know, in her own way, help you get a lesser sentence anyways. She starts giving all the money back. She's been giving the money back. She can take care of herself to stay at BHU. She can pay for her Vogue internship. So, Yeah, I just thought it was interesting because I feel like your character, Michael, and Ava are very, like, the closest father and daughter. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. like she said, you didn't raise me to be an idiot. Right. 
I mean, granted, she, I did not granted uh, she needed a little sprinkle from Dana to, you know, connect some dots. Dana, I'm so upset about Let's that scene. And we still don't also. know the real reason why I did it. Right? Yeah, I don't I mean, think we actually no, know the yeah. Exactly. So until that's revealed, and I, my lips are sealed, <laughs> we don't know. Maybe he had really good cause. Maybe there was such an amazing reason that he had to steal how much money? Fifty-nine well, million. Well, what's she? She transferred like over three hundred thousand. So the current balance was fifty-nine million dollars, five hundred. Seventy-six thousand one hundred and ninety-six dollars <laughs> plus. Hey, to be exact, forty-two. <laughs> oh yeah. I, so maybe he wanted to help numbers. a few. You know, maybe he's a, this big philanthropist and he wants to help a few developing nations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's talk about Dana too, though. Like she gave her this, you know, proposition. Like you'll be good if, like, let's let's help each other because Dana's she's tanking right now. Like Claire no longer wants her, like, she's been kicked out of the posse. Now she wants to get back into the FBI. She knows yeah. that she's she's probably going to lose her job. How did you guys feel about her approach to trying to save her job by twisting it to make it seem like she can help get Ava out of this situation also? I mean, I don't, I don't see how, what leverage Dana really has besides the money, which she can't prove that she actually used for her funding for her mm-hmm. tuition. I mean, if you if we, we can go tap, tap for tap what they said... Like, you have no proof. Why would I believe you actually have leverage enough to help me or get out of the situation? Mm-hmm. And then, second of all, why are you picking up my phone? I'm, no, I was, oh, right. Dana has a personal space issue. But I have least, a personal space issue with Dana. Listen, at least she knocked on the door this time and was like, can I come in? Because we know she's known for just popping into just places. No, a- Ava somehow is the only place she has not, like, just been in there. Like, she actually, Ava has to invite her into her space. Everybody else, she'll just be, she'll be in Dylan's room. She'll show up at Kaylin's house. Oh, Dylan's, but, Dylan's but she, was his, her spot. She loved Dylan's room. <laughs> she really did. But Ava somehow, I legit feel like, I don't know, maybe there's a cone around Ava's dorm where it's just like this is a do not enter like cone of silence where you have to knock on my door to be into it like I don't think Dana has ever just been inside when Ava's been home at all except for when she technically snuck in to leave little things but like where she actually found her no yeah that Dana man she's (laughs) a master manipulator Dana she just stresses me out (laughs) how did you feel about that whole you know plan that well, she's uh, yeah, supposed to be I mean, had. it's like you said, she's she's going down and she's going down fast, or at least she thinks she is, so she's clawing her way, seeing who she can still manipulate to, you know, get her way. So. Yeah. Whatever way it can get her to whatever power she needs. Yeah, exactly. But I'm like, if you got kicked out of the FBI, I guess the only way you could get back in is actually finally catching the person you were so obsessed with. But even then, I don't think they would have you. Well, and also, I mean, I guess... I guess it's, like, beneficial. She can't... No one can say anything about the money. So, like, even if Dana spent all the money, it's not like Ava could ever say anything because she's going to get in trouble. So Dana knows that she's really, like... She can easily twist Ava around, I think. Cause but Ava shows she's not easily twistable. Like, yeah, I was going to say really that. She can really match... There's a few people that can match each other in the show, and Dana and Ava are one of them. Mona and Dana are, like, two for two. Mm-hmm. And Allison matches anybody. Right. <laughs> um... I just I do love the dichotomy of that. Like, right, just show like you can like the just people be- that can go at it. Yes. Whereas we have the Dylans who are kind of like 
please don't tell on me. And she's just like, no, try me, and then I got you also. Yeah, research but, works both ways. Right, really but does. speaking of that, I really love the growth in Ava's character. Like, you can you can really see it. She was so, like, down and defeated, and you can see her strength literally, like, build up as it progressed. Because this episode, she was on fire. Like, she did not hold back on her dad. She <laughs> did not hold back on Dana. Like, it was just really good to see her finally, I feel like she's getting her mojo back, and we're gonna see something new from Ava next season. Like this is who like <laughs> is this is who Ava was when she first got to BHU. Right. Yeah, I could Before definitely see everything. That. Yeah, and know, I think she's crazy. also had a lot of instances where she's learned like when she stands up for herself or stands up for her friends, she's rewarded positively. Mm-hmm. Like with the Vogue interview and and uh and everything else, I guess. So she's like she's gonna be like the head of the posse. I see that. Like she's becoming very like just that strong kind of independent friend. And I love that they're becoming friends. They called each other best friends this episode. Well, what also uh, they also call, call each other family. When you have friends who are like family, those are the best people in your lives. I don't, I don't legit have maybe three people in my life that I consider are my friends, but they're also my family. Mm-hmm. And has spanned over twenty years of friendship. Right. And, like, that bond is so tight. It's amazing. It's a it's great amazing. feeling just to know that you have somebody who has your back. You can trust them. But it should be. They've been through a lot. Like I mean, murder, cover-ups, <laughs> fraud. Um, now blackmail. Mo- <laughs> like, spending <laughs> felony money. Um, it was a lot. a lot. Now, okay, speaking of that money, because we kind of touched on it. I'm... Okay, from my understanding, didn't she give some of the money back to Zach? She gave yeah. So she started not just to Zach, other people as well. Okay. To Zach's father's company, who represented a bunch of clients that I had stolen from. Yeah. <laughs> so it was half. It was almost half the money to Zach's Allegedly. company yes. that was repaid. Okay, I wanted to click it up because I'm like, I thought I saw her click that transfer button, but I just wanted to be clear. So, I mean, it's just so many little things that. It has to be a season two. It has to be. I, I'm, well, and the introduction of Luke, because, like... Oh, well, let's I'm, get into that okay. now, actually. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> we, we can talk about it. But, yeah, so, the ghost from Dylan's past, yeah. Luke. Go ahead and elaborate, because you, you're ready to take it away. Yeah, no, I just think it's interesting. You know, you introduce this char- character that looks like it's going to be a pivotal person in mm-hmm. Dylan's life. Maybe between him and Andrew. Who knows? But you wouldn't do that if there's not going to be a season two, right. I think. <laughs> I mean, and then there's the fact that we, we got first introduced to him during Caitlyn's um, breakdown food fest that she had. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would say, like, Dead Week, I believe that was. And I actually thought, like, he was going to be maybe for her. I feel like Jeremy was just going to, you know, go off somewhere and then, oh, yeah, here's Luke to be there. And then, oh, no, he's gay. And there's Dylan. And now I can just see so much drama coming for it. Andrew, Dylan, and him. Well, because you can tell that Luke is there, obviously, to get with Dylan. D- like, he's he made, like, he made it very... Wait, 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 hold on, wait. He, he literally... I wrote it down. Let me pull out my notes. Let me pull like, out my notes. I came here for you, or whatever. I don't like, know I wrote it down, he says, uh, he he doesn't plan on leaving BHU until he proves to Dylan who he really is. Yeah, with like a wink-wink on this. Right? Side. I didn't get that. I, I solely got, he was there, like, he's been battling with this all of his life. He, he knew that he was gay, and he knew that he was in the wrong for, you know, ruining Dylan's life. So I thought it was just genuinely to, you know, let him know I was wrong, and it was all because of my own personal insecurities. But that is a, I mean, with the world of 
Pretty Little Liars, The Perfectionist, I wouldn't be surprised if that is a spin that happens with it. But you didn't even see how he was looking. As soon as Dylan got all kind of I'm tough and I'm buff, and then he walked away and grabbed. <laughs> First of all, I love that energy, Dylan. Awesome. Keep it up. I love the energy because, like I just said, you know, D- Dylan doesn't really. I mean, he stands up, but he's kind of like he's always kind of on the fence. Yeah. And he was just like, no, enough is enough. You've ruined my life. Like. I, I love he, that. Because he can't get to the professor, but I can get to Luke. But right. the way Luke looked look after Dylan when he walked away and then grabbed Andrew's hand and just watched him walk away, it was like a longing. Hmm. Like, for him, like, there's no other reason. You could set up a food truck anywhere, and I'm assuming they're not from uh, wherever. Portland. You, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I forgot where it was set for a second. Um, they're not from Portland, so. But in a way, now that you think about it, it's kind of weird and creepy. How do you just pop up on my campus? How do you know where I am? Because Dylan made it clear. Social that, media. Well, I mean, but we... Let's not think of that right <laughs> now. Let's just... Um, we, we, remember, we, what did Norman say? We don't get technical. We just we just do it. You know what I'm just saying? No, th- okay, so if we're trying to figure out actually how... If Luke can stalk Dylan without following him, if depending on the privacy settings of whatever social media he has, and we've all discovered the internet is supposed to be good for us, but it also can be used as a weapon against you. Where you're supposed to feel safe, but you cannot feel safe at the same time. True. Well, I mean, I guess the overall theme of the show, too, is just technology clearly can come back and bite you. (laughs) So, that makes sense. Yeah. But, um, it's just still creepy, regardless. (laughs) Even if it was through social media, it's creepy. You've really... He's still hot. Yeah, he was cute. He's just, yeah. He was. But still, you don't just pop up with, oh, oh here's my food truck. Oh, wait, Dylan, I'm so sorry. I'm gay, too. I'll take it back, man. Like, no, <laughs> you can't do that. Technically, he, had, he didn't just pop up. He was been there for some weeks. Like, it was just the first time Dylan actually, actually saw him. spotted him. Okay. So, technically, that's not really his fault. He's been there for a second. He's been there for a quick minute. So, he was just plotting. Like, okay, now's the day. Like, in there, <laughs> cooking, doing whatever he was doing. I don't know. What, are the, what is everyone in the chat saying? Because I know people have reactions to that. They're agreeing with us. They're agreeing with me and her. Yeah. <laughs> not me? Well, no, because you... you, you oh, can, about you, the relationship yeah. thing. Got it. <laughs> yeah, but that was crazy. And then, let's talk about, you know, the support from Andrew. I really loved how, you know, he kind of stepped in and was just like, do you need me to go with you? Just being that helping hand. It was really just beautiful to see that. But do you think... I don't know. Do you think... Well, I guess we do think that it's going to kind of go for a turn or... Maybe. The relationship, you mean? Maybe. Like, I don't know. I mean, know. they got a long way until the summer. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It's a long way until the summer. Andrew's so sweet. You know, but I think he's probably... Uh, I think Dylan can easily... Let him go. Screw him over, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it you was know, easy with Nolan, so... Past, so. And I mean, whatever the, whatever the professor instructions <laughs> will be to Dylan could definitely cause trouble in his relationship, too. Yes. Yeah, especially if, you know, he at some point shows a fear of screwing up things with Andrew. You and know, he probably going to use that against him. Now yeah. you gotta lie. Right. Well, well, we will see what happens. Um, but before we dive into talking to Philip, I want to talk about, you know, the last crazy thing that happened Crimson Society. Um, this whole right, this whole blackmail thing, their whole process to you know flip the script on them. First of all, what were you guys? Re- no, first of all, they get into they they all just so happen to have you know the the envelope the invitation, envelope, yeah. and they just come in so calm. I mean, 
Norman, we know you said don't think not logically, but they just come in like, oh my god, you guys were here too, too. Oh my god, cool. Oh wait, there's the video. Like you guys did not think that you guys were getting blackmailed. That was funny. What was your guys' reaction of the whole just video situation, all of that? I feel like it was very secret society the way the room was set up a little bit before the like before the thing because it was secret society. Especially now, if we're talking about modern secret society, I can understand the TV, the camera. To keep everything secret. I thought of it kind um, of like a sorority or fraternity initiation kind of thing. A little bit like that without the um, the bags over their head. So they, couldn't, <laughs> they didn't know they were like being <laughs> going to be there. That. <laughs> well, like, you know they get kidnapped before yeah. they get initiated. That type of thing. No, and then the fact that there were seven chairs. Obviously, we know why Taylor technically couldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Because technically she went to Riverwall. Which is legit just probably a very bad psychiatric place. And where the heck was Ray? Well, I thought they said it was a nice place. It's probably really nice. I'm pretty sure though. I'm pretty sure that website looked amazing. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure that is probably. I'm pretty sure that right. I'm because even like Taylor has been there before. Yeah. She she really did not want to go back. Mm -hmm. There has to be a reason why you don't want to go back to a place that was supposed to help you through your father's murder that you witnessed. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but either going back to just, like, the whole video situation and things like that, um, do you think their plan to, you know, kind of, like, beat them at their own game will work? Like, how did you guys just feel about how that all came together and the the whole, you know, the video thing, how they shared their fears, they figured out what areas that were the safe zones that they can talk? I think it's going to fail, but (laughs) what do you guys think? Um... As an overall thing, I mean, Pretty Little Liars, I'm not taking. I'm not taking it without a fight. I'll I'll be mm-hmm. complicit for a while, but no, you, I won't be there for a while. Like you, you can only keep me there so long before I'm gonna snap because. Mm-hmm. Dang, you got a video of me. Like, <laughs> I can't even, like, get over well, that video, video right video now. Come from? from behind them. So, I legit want to know either if they got followed or if it was actually a beacon camera because it was never Well, yeah, specified. but what about the car they drove? Because that's about the angle of where that video was shot from. Mm-hmm. So, but maybe from there was a, car, a camera in their car. Like, a camera well, the in The camera the, seemed very high up. No, it was right. like, I think it was very high up behind them only because the way Caitlin's car was kind of, like, yeah. turned to the side. So it was on a telephone pole or something. Like or a tree, tree, maybe. Yeah. And then Mona sprinkles in that news. Oh, yeah, we've been trying to expand. You know, we're, we're getting right. new land. Like, Mona's always got, like, some type of information she has in the tree later. And it's just like, where was this information when you knew we were plotting against them? Like, but they, they, need, they really need Taylor back because she, well, now her RV blew up, but... I mean, I she mean, can still recreate Beacon Guard <laughs> if she needed to. She yeah, can. I mean, she can get in the back door and kind of see what everyone's seeing. I don't understand, though, why she isn't, like, more aware of, like, whatever, whoever the professor is. Because she could, she knew somebody was creating a list, but she couldn't figure out who it was. Yeah. So, either the, I'm assuming the professor is just as intelligent computer-wise as she is. And, obviously, I'm assuming he, the person's a little bit more aged, so they have a little bit more experience, longer well, time. Well, they've got that... What whatever episode that was in that whole, you know the uh, the main room of computers like the mm. the uh, home room there for the that was in the, episode one. Oh yeah, I remember we saw it one time Beacon Guard. Yeah, but we've never seen it again. Nope. And no, and we don't really true. know whether or not that was really Beacon Guard or whether or not it's someone's mm. secret. You know, oh, lab true. computer lab. Well, I thought it was because that's how Mona knew she was being watched, and that's why the person was just like Mona, With go to your calm place. Yeah, go to your calm place. <laughs> Maybe that was the professor. And right, so we never we we never got into how who that was and like how did Mona know that 
Okay, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I'm just having a moment now because I'm like, you're right. Like, we never tapped into that lab, and Mona clearly talked to them, so she clearly, you know, knows. Did I miss something? No, or am I? No. I mean, well, we just layers, we just never we layers. just never went back to it. And then like the like you said, the RV blew up, and Mona was just like, who's ever in there? You know, is dead now. Right. And, <laughs> I'm, and I'm so sorry. That is totally me. I will state the obvious so quick like that. <laughs> I I so love Mona. I am so the type of person yeah. just to be like, well, they dead now. <laughs> People look at me so weird, but I'm so, like, I'm just honest about it. Yeah. I can't help it. Well, I mean, guys, I'm excited to see what is to come. I'm <laughs> sad that we weren't, we didn't find out who the killer was, but, I mean, we gotta do we were, gotta figure it out. Yeah, we, we did, well, and Norman said it was gonna be a cliffhanger, so we knew it was gonna be a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> and from, uh, I didn't know it was gonna be, you know, that much of a cliffhanger. I thought we were gonna have a little bit, They he literally gave us a little sprinkle. I know, and then, tap. like, that Zach serving the professor, I'm assuming who's actually a professor at Beacon, Gar- uh, mm-hmm. Beacon Heights, which also brings the question of he's the one that killed Nolan. Did Nolan have something on that professor? Mm-hmm. It brings on a lot of questions. A lot of questions. I love it, though. I love that it keeps our mind going, and yeah. yeah. But we want to talk about Philip now. <laughs> how, just in general, like, just tell us about your experience just working on this show, and how has it been different from the other types of projects that you've worked on in the past? Well, the, this show comes with so much history, so so much fandoms, in, and I mean that in a real positive sense of the word. Everyone has a real sense of um, a re, a, has a re, they have a relationship with this show, and mm-hmm. whether the original Pretty Little Liars, and then here we are, how many years later? Seven, eight years later, mm-hmm. we've got yeah. this show. So everyone has a history to it. So you're you know you're getting involved with something that people are invested in. So. That felt special. Felt very special. In a way, was it kind of just like pressure too? In a way, like a little bit sometimes. But you try not to think about that. You know, at right. first it is. At first it is. Any job is. You know, because yeah. you want to do. You want to do your best. Mm-hmm. But you go and you realize everyone's nice. Everyone's pretty normal. <laughs> everyone's doing the best they can, and you just you fit in, and it's very much a family. And you know, Marlene King, the creator, and Norman Buckley, they set a certain tone, which is. You know, impeccable, and everyone just ra- you know rises to that to that bar. So the set in front of, behind the camera was just wonderful to be around. It was a real family, and I was up there for quite a bit. So I got to know got to know them all. It was lovely. And Norman was telling us how you were shadowing him directing. Yeah, yeah. You kind of sprinkled in that you originally wanted to help with yeah. directing, but you ended up becoming a part of the show. So yeah, just talk about bizarre. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was up there on a directing assignment to shadow Norman to see how he directs and specifically how he directs this show. And uh, it was just before Christmas and they were looking for an, an actor to play Ava's father and they needed to get an actor who was in Portland. So they were looking at you know, actors from that area. And the, the talent pool isn't that large, not like it is in L.A., maybe, or New York. So they, uh, I think, you know, they wanted more options. And Norman, during one of those meetings that we had with all the heads of department, he kept looking behind. He was like, oh, gosh, what's going on? Do you want a cup of coffee, Norman? I was like, no, let's talk afterwards. I said, oh, okay. I said, hey, would you be interested in playing Ava's father? Do you want an audition for it? I was like... Sure, yeah, okay. And there you go. So That's so cool. So That's like how it just happens. Like not only did you, you know, get to be on the show, but you also learned at the same time. It you was you got everything that you needed and more. It was bizarre. There I was, yeah, I'd shoot my scenes and then 
get out of wardrobe and go hang out by the monitor with Norman again, you know, go behind the cameras, I'm in front and then behind, so it was great, it was very, it was a unique experience. Speaking of unique experiences, guys, have you ever, you know, been living on a rock for the last 20 years <laughs> um, and have not seen Xenon because we all grew up on it, we loved it. This man played Protozoa mm. and... I, I talked to him earlier because I did not actually know his accent in Xenon was like his actual accent. <laughs> like, I thought, you thought I was faking? <laughs> I really, no, really, I actually thought it was like maybe fake, but it worked. And you have not changed in 20 years, and that's everything. What was the term you gave? He's a zaddy. Like, legit chat. Agree with me or no don't agree with me. I had no idea what that meant. I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> Zadig. That's my, zaddy. my niece's zaddy. dog. Zaddy. <laughs> Okay. We have a couple of questions actually from the chat about Xenon. Go ahead. Um, everybody misses Protozoa. Yes. Um, zoom, everyone misses zoom, Protozoa, zoom. but someone asked um, if you still stay in touch with any of your Xenon characters. Um, Holly. I see Holly Folger occasionally, who played Aunt Judy. Aww. She lives close by. Kristen, I think, I had some sort of uh, direct message communication for a moment with her, but but that's it really. No. Kind of, really? Know, wow. Some people want to know why you weren't in Z3. Z3, because I was working on the show called Nip Tuck at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was committed to, to that. Yeah. So. But I know the gentleman, the bizarre thing is I know the gentleman who played Protozoa in Z3. His name's Nathan Anderson, I think. Nathan Anderson, yeah. And he's a great guy. <laughs> and I subsequently met him and, and we're buddies. So isn't that funny? That's good. Yeah. It's mean, tough because he's an American and he's, he has to do the English <laughs> accent because I set it up. You know, we set right. it up like that. But uh, he did great. I thought he did a great job. Did you actually play the guitar? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, Sarah was actually wondering in the chat if you still sing. And I think the answer I is I sing yes. in the bath. I sing, <laughs> I sing to, yeah, all the time. If, the if there could be a almost a non reunion, would you be down? Of course. I think they've tried. They've tried to do different things over the years. They've tried a TV show. I was going to ask you that. Know, if there is, I, we know that reboot and sequel you know, phase is kind of going right now. Would you be open to something uh, very like much that? So, very much so. But, I, you know, I don't know if I want to play an aging rocker. You know? <laughs> maybe or you he's maybe like the manager now, right? Manager yeah, or the dad you, you nurturing the son exactly. who wants to follow in his father's footsteps. Exactly. Even the space. You've got your own record company. Come on. Exactly. That's what they are going, you know. Exactly, behind the music kind of thing. That, that's where I see him now. I think you also need to get on carpool karaoke. Oh, oh that would be amazing. <laughs> we'll speak to James about that. <laughs> um, but so, are there any other upcoming projects that you may have that you want to share with everyone so we can stay connected? Yeah, well, I mean, in, in the spirit of directing, I, uh, I directed a short with Sandra O oh that went to Tribeca Film Festival, so I have a feature version of that that I'm planning on directing by the end of the year and then with regards to acting I just did this pilot with Heather Graham that um, is based on a book by Leanne Moriarty that did uh, Big Little Lies I'm I'm actually getting caught up on that right now so that was season two is going to be fired so that was fantastic to do and um, a couple of other things so we'll see well that's exciting well it's been great. I mean, thank you for coming. Um, do we have any predictions? We know that we don't know for sure if um, there will be a season two, fingers crossed, but what are you guys predicting? Feel free to join in and give your possible prediction also. Your After Buzz <laughs> TV predictions. I have, 
My predictions are also questions. Because, <laughs> seriously, because, like, the professor, like, now I'm trying to figure out, is it a man or a woman? If so, that's Professor Granger. That's Professor Wagner from the psychology. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how Dr. Fielder is now introduced, uh, where she came from. And then the fact that Dylan saw a person kind of appear and then disappear before Luke showed up. Was that Nolan? I thought that was you for a second. I tried to zoom in so hardcore to see who that was. I could not get a clear picture. I was so determined to I find out what happened. I think that was me. I always thought that was me. I thought that was... I really thought that was him. Check, you know, checking on Ava before I... Making sure the coast was clear before I introduced myself to her. You know, before I... But that was... Came. But, like, she already told you off by then. Hmm. They must have changed something. <laughs> 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 my thing, my prediction is Zach isn't all that he uh, he's. You know, that's just to yeah. I, I just say he's actually. too he's too good to be true. Mm. And, that would and what if suck. he's like, this could be just like his motive to get back at her for you know what happened. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's good. Um, I mean, I, if, if that's if that's where we're going, that I predict that the professor's using Zach at the same time. Hmm. Or like he's in not the inner circle, as he but did with Je- as he did yes. with Jeremy. Yes, as he did with Jeremy. Like now he's using Zach for the purpose of his connection with Ava. Yep, hundred percent. Interesting. I love that. So that we should get in the writers' room. Let's go. Let's outline season <laughs> yeah. two. Or is, I legit want to feel like maybe the professor is also Gabriel. I don't know why something's off about that man. Not just the fact that the whole I have an open relationship. There's just something more for me about him where I'm just, I have questions about his character. Yeah, same. What's your prediction, Alice? Oh my gosh, I don't know. But I did read some news today that um, makes me believe that Allison and Emily might get back together in season two when mm. we find out there is a yeah. season two. Marlene is really hoping to get the original PLL characters yes. coming through, and I am, we all just applaud and thank you so much if you can make that happen for it us. It would be great. And wasn't it also a birthday? It was a birthday yesterday. Yes, yeah, yeah. happy yeah. related birthday, birthday, Marlene. 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 Yeah. Another year of life, another year of helping us live <laughs> our pretty little liars, perfectionist dream. dreams. <laughs> um, my prediction is that we that Claire is gonna be taken down next. I think it's just something going on. Be with that whole thing with Mason just doesn't sit well with me and I just maybe because I personally want to dig deeper into her life but I think it's going to be some drama with Claire mm-hmm. I'm here for that yeah. she needs to be knocked down yeah Claire uh, there's a lot there that we don't know about her I think. Definitely. Definitely. definitely well it was so great having it was you a pleasure. Thank, thank you, you for thank you. engaging just everything and it's as Norman said last week it really is a pleasure and honor to, to see how invested you guys are in yes. the program because everyone works so hard on it you know to when it's out there in the world to see that people respond to it in the way they do it's great it's beautiful yeah. we oh. love it we love you guys <laughs> and we love you guys too hopefully we'll be back soon but thank you guys for tuning in and staying connected with us with this after show where can we find all of you guys on social media you can go ahead and start first Philip. I'm philip.reese r-h-y-s at uh, instagram and at philipreese on twitter you guys can find me on Twitter at Alice L. Ford and on Instagram at Alice's Adventures on Earth. You guys can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find my YouTube channel, Unapologetically Shay. And you guys can find me on all social media platforms at underscore Tyra Prude. Thank you guys again, and we'll see you soon, hopefully. Season Bye. two. Woo. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later.
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.